you see somebody get their life back together, that's really cool. It's almost like writing a hit song in that aspect in, in the music business because you see how it impacts people's lives. Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. I am your host, White Trash Donnie. We have none other than the band Lost in Silence in the studio tonight. I will bring them on shortly. Um, so let's get this show started. Uh, here we have Lost in Silence and... Uh, this is Lost in Silence. Uh, go ahead and go around, go around the room, introduce yourself, and uh, let us know what you play, who you are. I'm Les. I'm the uh, lead singer of the band, and I play guitar. Okay. Well, I'm Alex. I play the drums. I'm Mike. Play bass. And I'm Leon. Okay. And what are you playing, Leon? <laughs> no introduction. Just I'm, I'm Leon. I'm Leon. I'm just a sexy stud that stands on the stage. Yeah, he, he's DJ Moose Knuckle. That's who he is. DJ Moose Knuckle. Oh, you've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah. he's, he's the guy that pushes space bar for us and he okay. makes sure things are in uh, good working order on our PC. All right, perfect. You can't unhear that now, can you? So, no, um, no. so uh, Lost in Silence formed, uh, what, 2017? 16. 2016. Uh, you guys put your first EP out, Parallax, in 2017. Yep. Um, and then we had some music following that in 2020. Um, so there's a little bit of a break in the EP. So the EP had what, two, four, five songs. And mm -hmm. I must say, uh, Closer, which is a cover, love it, great cover. Uh, awesome. Softly, uh, top two off of that EP. Uh, so let's awesome. fast forward into uh, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Um, so did the band take a hiatus, or what was what was going on between that time? Um, yeah, we, we were still a band, but we just had, you know, me and him are the only two original members. We actually started the band, uh, in at like the first day of 2016, uh, at the YMCA, uh, you know, we was working out and he showed me some stuff and I was like, it's right down my alley. And that's how it started. Uh, but we just really couldn't keep a whole lot of people, man. And we couldn't really play shows cause it was just me and him and that was it, you know? So we finally found the pieces and now we're back at it. Yeah. It, it was really kind of hard to find people that was dedicated and wanted to be as serious as us. You know, we would get people to come in and jam, but then when it would come down to really trying to get it ready to play the shows and book shows, and then it was just like, everybody was just kind of like, uh, well, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it or they just didn't show up or, or whatnot. So that's really a lot of the reason that we took so, so long to get to where we're at now is because we, we finally got some people that's dedicated and really wants to, do the same stuff that we want. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so how does it feel to be uh, May, March 17th, if I'm correct on the date, uh, I didn't write it down, but uh, you guys debuted on Sirius XM. Mm -hmm. uh, how did that feel? I mean, that's got to be a, a hell of an accomplishment. So, Man. Yeah, that that was really a surreal moment for us. I know for me, um, I, can, I can say that this is the first time that I've actually been so anxious to see myself on any sort of radio station or anything, because I know how, I know how long I've been trying to get on Sirius XM Octane. I mean, it's been years and uh, you know, to do something that they really enjoy to even put it on test drive was, was a huge accomplishment for us as a band. Um, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're totally independent too. You know, that's another thing Mike brought up a good point. 
we don't have a label. We don't have a management company that really pushes us. So to get on there with all these big names that, that have all that, man, I was just super stoked that they, that they actually give us a shot. So we're super thrilled about that. Right. And like you said, you, without a label, without any backing, I mean, that makes it uh, 10 times harder to even get yes. you know the recognition. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have a promoter, you don't have anyone, you know, kind of pushing that for you. So, I mean, that's a hell of a job. Um, and the song is a, is a cover song from Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, way better than the Justin Bieber version. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, we appreciate that. Thank and, you. Uh, so what's up, G. Lou? Thanks for coming in. So uh, we do have a live chat. We are streaming on Twitch and YouTube. And then we'll upload this to uh, the podcasting platforms after we're done. Uh, but G. Lou is a big music fan. He does a radio show and uh, owns a beard company. Um, so him and I are working on a radio show in the future and uh, some good things to come, hopefully, between him and I and uh, some other people in the community. But yes, so what was the what made you go for Ghost? Was it was there something that you saw there that challenged you as a band to perform that song? Or did you just think, hey, I could do this a hell of a lot better, which you guys did? It was it was pretty like on the spot. We was in the studio. We was thinking about doing that or an original. And Lester's like, well, let's just let's do it. let's just do it. You know, why why not? We've done it before. People liked it. We can make it better. You know, I went up there, tracked the drums, and I don't yeah, know, probably was, four hours, maybe. Yeah, the whole okay. thing was completed in three days. Three days. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy that produced it actually is the guy playing guitar. Okay. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. Three days to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we, we had it mixed and mastered by Chris Dawson. Okay. So. And the thing about it was, is that that song kind of really hit home with me because when I heard the lyrics to it, it it, it kind of talks about the times that we're living in. You know, I mean, everybody's lost a lot of people and lost a lot of loved ones due to COVID or whatnot. It might be, and um, you know, it, it just it felt right. You know, I mean, it felt like well, if we if we do this song and we can make it our own and release it at the right time. We feel that it could impact a lot of people's lives because like you're saying, I mean, a lot of people may not like his version, but they like our version or vice versa, but it's, it's just going to be, it's, it's like we're helping one another in that, in that aspect, because the if you don't really like, yeah, the message is the same. And you may not like the, the, the softer version that he has and you want to hear the hard rock version that we have. It, it's just it just felt right you know so that was that was my my intention was to try to get that song down as as quick as we could but to make it as as much as our own as we could too right well you did a phenomenal job on that and then thank um, you so going uh, a little bit before that so the previous year uh, lost in novocaine mm -hmm. and uh, raging eyes and then you mm -hmm. had rest in peace so raging eyes and lost not lost in silence. I'm reading the screen. Sorry. Uh, Raging Eyes and Novocaine uh, are two of my favorite songs from um, mm. Lost in Silence. Um, so got some top three bangers there. And then even in the EP, the older EP. Um, so obviously you two are the original uh, founders and, you know, the, the original two left in the band. Um, so, you know, that's still part of your history. So it's good to touch base on it and kind of see where you, you guys were, where you came from and where you're going. Um, so with that, with that being said, in the few, the next several months uh, or a year or, you know, what do you see in your future as a band releasing Ghost, having such great success with Sirius XM uh, test drive and everything else? Where do you envision? Where do you see? Where do you want to go? As far as we can, man, uh, we're still kind of waiting to hear back on uh, 
Excellent. We got a good response. We, I'm pretty sure we won the votes in Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're still waiting to see if we're going to get put on the, uh, the normal rotation, but we feel good about it, man. And our foot's in the door. You know, it's just to even get on Octane's test drive, but you're doing something right. Um, and, you know, we we want to take it as far as we can, man, you know, and, and ride it out for however long we can do it, you know. It, and there's just a, there's a vast array, you know, with Sirius, you know, XM, I mean, uh, yeah. satellite radio, you know, the, the .com. And, you know, so you have much more exposure um, that, especially being independent, you have that much more exposure, um, yeah. you know, to, you know, maybe get a record deal or, you know, uh, you know, behind the scenes work and different things like that, you know, how the music industry works. So, mm-hmm. um you know, I'm hoping hoping everything goes well for you. I mean, it, it is a banger, like I said, and uh, people just need to kind of you got to get your name out there, you know. And, and once they start hearing, oh, lost in silence, lost in silence, um, you know. And the two songs, like I said, that got me were Novocaine and Raging Eyes. So every awesome. post I've I've put of lost, in, you know, lost in silence has always been one of those two songs because I just I could listen to them all day long. So awesome. Yeah, Novocaine's one of my personal favorites, and Killing Me Softly was my favorite off the, the okay. first of it. So we, we're right there in the same ballpark. And uh, so how was it How was it opening uh, for Texas? You know, we previously, we had a show previously scheduled between us, um, and then you had the opportunity to open up for Texas, Texas Hippie Coalition. Uh, so how was that? I'm sure that was a hell of a time. That, that was an yeah. eventful day. That, that, that was, was a very oh, good. I will never forget that. Those guys are super great guys, by yeah. the way. They're it just is. hearts of gold. And I'm sure your liver had a hurting after that one. Uh, <laughs> I think it was more of a smoke inhalation type. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all they do. A little bit of both. Two blocks down the road, and your eyes are still bloodshot. So. Yeah. No, they, yeah. they were good dudes, man. Yeah. It was a good show. Uh, we opened up for Tantric in the same place, up okay. in Tennessee, the next uh, day. And everybody was like, you guys are the best sounding band. I mean, we sold a couple hundred dollars worth of merch. We did good, man. You know, it, it, was, it was really cool. So, um, so do you have any upcoming shows? Um, we got one uh, in June 4th, Farmer City, Illinois. We're, uh, okay. we're opening up for Blackstone Cherry. Oh, very cool. Uh, we're co-headlining that. Um, uh, some of the, the manager and the sound guy that uh, work at a venue called Sidetracks in Bristol that we play at, they run it up there they're from there and they asked us hey you want to play it and he's like yeah we do <laughs> the easiest, easiest show we've ever gotten in our life like literally walked in the venue and she came up to us like hey where are you going to be june 4th my response was wherever you need us to be yeah she was like cool i need you in illinois we're like done yeah um and i know saliva so bike week uh down here in daytona and uh biketoberfest i know saliva uh typically uh, plays uh, a couple of the venues down here, um, so that'd be that'd be super cool to see you guys kind of tour, not you know, be down, you know, be in the the bike week scene, playing or opening with uh, Saliva, uh, as you previously had. So that'd be pretty cool, not only to meet you guys, but also to you know get the music in Orlando, you know, Daytona, Orlando area. Oh yeah, and sure. uh, yeah, we look forward to that. Honestly, yeah. I know that they they've um, we we had a, um, a tour offer couple of weeks ago actually it's last week and uh, we're still looking into that it's it's going to actually be with saliva and otherwise um, okay. whole, through the whole month of july and uh, or i'm sorry through the whole month of june and in part first week of july okay. um, we're trying to work out some details with that but 
yeah, they, I think they're actually going to come through that area, if I ain't mistaken, in some sometime or another through June and July there. So that'd be cool if we got all that to, to meet you and hang out. Yeah, yeah we we uh we played a couple of shows with them in Alabama last year. We was going to that Sunday. We was going to play Rebel Rock. Uh, oh yep, I remember oh, that. Yeah. I, I remember you. I see. I yeah. remember Instagram, and I remember you following us and stuff. And yeah, I guess you helped get some of those shows together, right? Yeah. So. Um, uh, from Ashes to New, they played at um, yeah. uh, Ace Cafe. Um, yeah. Who else played there? Soul. Uh, yeah. There was a couple bands. Uh, and there's a gentleman uh, has a Facebook group, uh, Cogs of War. Um, he helped kind of get a lot of the, you know, a lot of the local bands and some venues around here. So, yeah, that was uh, quite depressing, uh, to yeah. say the least. Um, I didn't go to Jose Mangan's birthday bash on that Thursday. Um, so I was going to go Friday through Sunday and literally 30 minutes before, as you guys know, 30 minutes before showtime, they said, yeah, we're done. We're not going to have the, the festival. So, yeah, it's you know, like, man, we was looking forward to it. That was our first festival that we got on. And yeah, we were literally like loading the bus up. We were getting on the bus to pull out from here when we got the news. Yeah. At least you didn't drive here. Like, uh, uh you know, a lot of the bands did. We're going here to. Like, oh, you're not playing. Yeah, well, man, just that, twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a disaster. I, I really wish they had got a little bit better uh, communication with that. But I mean, I get it. I know that they they had a lot of stuff going on, so we just took it with stride, and we actually got two shows of saliva out of that, and it, it was it worked out for the best. So. Yep. yep, and uh, so I don't know if there will ever be another Rebel Rock, honestly, with all the, uh, uh, the backlash we got. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think I wouldn't think so, but I mean I could be wrong. Uh, no, right. no comment. Right. Yeah, we're 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 not going to get into the speculation and the you know all that stuff that we could, but um, yeah, that was a shit show for sure. But um, oh, yeah. well, we can always count on Danny Wimmer for uh, welcome to Rockville, and you know, oh, man, that guy, everything everything he touches turns to gold, and he's such right. a nice dude too. Danny yeah, you would like you would think. Uh, just the amount of shows he puts on and the festivals you think you'd be like the biggest dick in the world but uh, he, he's, he's, yeah he's down to earth he's cool yeah he's he's yeah. like you like we we could chat with him like you and i are chatting right now versus like oh who and the he hell are actually you? he actually did that through COVID too like he started doing his danny Weaver presents little podcast thing too with all these bands. Yep. it was really cool yep so they just did uh him and space zebra they did uh the battle of the bands recently um, for a tour with Escape the Fate. Um, it's actually still going on by the regions and uh, to play Welcome to Rockville, which is in Daytona. Um, so obviously I'll be there. Try to go to Incarnation in Ohio, uh, maybe Louder Than Life in Kentucky. Um, so I try to stay East Coast. I don't want to go venture all the way to Cali at this moment anyway, um, unless an opportunity arises. But uh, yeah, so I, I stay local, kind of East Coast and and live the Try to live the rock star life without being the rock star. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Man. That's awesome. So what? Um, so tell us what would be the, you know, the songwriting process for you. What? What is the worst part for you, and what is the best part for you? Um, I, the worst part is is trying to decide on what song I'm going to try to use because I have. 
so many ideas that I that I have on 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 my computer in my studio before I even go uh, try to work with a producer or try to finish them at all. I mean, that's the worst part about it is is picking picking the ones that we think is the best ones for um, the producer or whoever we work with to, that they would want to use. Um, and of course, the best part about it is is hearing the final product of what they do when they put their spin on it. Um, you know how how awesome that it is for that to come together because it just really comes oh, i don't even know what the hell just happened right now. Hold up. Uh, just died. There we oh, okay he was getting ready to uh, break out the stripper pole without you knowing it, it might let me see if i can get that no no oh man that brand, no, That's this fine. We can roll with it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so um, I just got him in, in the background. Just keep doing that. Yeah. I like, you know, any, <laughs> anywho, like I the, the best part about it is, like I was saying, it's just the finished product and seeing how well it comes together um, coming from a scratch idea that I've had or that anybody else has had um, coming into, into that process. So that's just, that's just my personal personal preference on that uh, so there's not, there's not really a hard part for me i just go play what i want and they record so okay. <laughs> so you're the, you're the rebel in the group you're like whatever i'm playing whatever i want so yeah the music process like lester is such he, he is a madman like he will literally send us stuff what three or four times a week oh yeah just different stuff he's like hey what do you think about this what do you think about this and he, if, if anybody saw his computer, he's probably got enough music that he's recorded and got ready to go for what, two, three albums? Absolutely. I mean, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've got stuff that I don't even know I have that I keep. And then I'm like, oh, I'll go back to it one day. I was like, oh, man, I've totally forgot about this. And he's like, man, that sounds really cool. Uh, what's up, Justin Bell? Thanks for joining us. So, folks in the live chat, if you have any questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat and we will uh, ask the band, Lost in Silence. Uh, any questions that you may have. So uh, a couple of questions I've come up with. Um, so if you had the chance to open for any band, past or present, um, what band would you choose and why? Mine would be Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge, okay. Miles Candy is probably top favorite vocalist of all time. I, I, I just That dude is so good, and he is so good live. And, I mean, he is just... The melodies and stuff that he writes, I really, it, I'm just blown away. Really, he's 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 an amazing vocalist. So I would love to open up for Alter Bridge just just for that reason. Okay. Um, um, I would say Breaking Benjamin. That's my all-time favorite band. Ben Burnley, to me, writes some of the best riffs there are. Um, and I finally got to see him back when they came. They came back like 2015. Uh, that thing's messed up. Or something. Oh, was it Demon? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing that. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was cool seeing them, and they were great. And yeah, that would probably be my my pick. I would say. Okay. All right. And who would be your your the your the influence? Who in who if I can talk? Who influenced you the most in your music career? Um. God, there's probably a bunch. Well, I I could probably give like a top five. Um, Big Morgan Rose fan, big Scott Phillips fan from Creed and Alter Bridge. Uh, I've played a lot of Breaking Benjamin. Um, uh, I'd say Alex Van Halen and Rick Allen from Def Leppard probably my top five. Okay. So, 
Um, well, my top, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know what the damn question was. I was sitting there picking around this thing, and I forgot what the damn question was. Sorry. My biggest influence of what now? Uh, music. What uh, what kind of steered you towards the music? Who was your who influenced you towards your music career? Man, I'll be honest with you. The one, the first band that I ever heard that was heavy, that had screaming and melodic vocals, that turned me on to this sort of this sort of genre, even in close to this genre, was Kill Switch Engage. Okay, like I had no clue there was even music out there like that until I heard these dudes. One of my one of my good friends that I used to be in a band with was like, hey, man, check these guys out. And I was just like, Kill Switch and Gaze. I was like, man, that, that name sounds pretty, pretty, you know, bad A. You know what I mean? Like, it's a badass name or whatever. And I heard it, and I was like, well, no wonder, dude. I was like, this this band rocks, you know? And that's what got me really into, like, the distinguishing between screaming vocals and then clean vocals and then, like, putting them together. And I was just like, man, this is really cool. So that's really probably the the – top band that ever got me influenced into this music at all was kill switch and then it just kind of grew from there because i went and seen kill switch engage dillager and skate plan and parkway drive at one setting and you're talking about one of the most brutalist shows that you have ever seen live man these guys like i ain't never seen anything like this ever since i've been playing music or going and watching shows and that to this day it was still one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life yeah, that tour uh, wasn't too long. That was, what, three years ago maybe? Yeah, four? it hasn't been that long ago, but, man, I'm telling you, it, it, they come to a place in Asheville called the Orange Peel okay. and packed it out, man. And, honestly, they was people they was people like on the ground laying down. Like, I thought they was dead after it was over with. They got such, you know, I mean, they was into it that much in the pit and getting just bashed. And I was like, man, this is crazy. The dude from Dillager and Skate Plane was swinging on the vert. Like, he would climb to the top of the PA system and was swinging back and forth. They was yelling at him to get off of it. He was still from <laughs> off him, go fuck yourself. And then jumps off into the crowd and headbutts somebody and like lays this dude completely out. And I like, this guy was like 25 feet from me. And I'm like, Holy shit. This is crazy. They, they were crazy. I seen them at summer crazy. one time. And the, they, uh, he had these big ants dude. I'm not a fan of them, but the guitar player just runs and just does a backflip off his amp. And, Puts a hole through his cab, and they just keep playing. It's just Dude, like, they're they're I, absolutely insane. I seen Norma Jean too that night. Okay. Norma Jean's singer. He he crawled on top of the PA like he was saying for no reason whatsoever and just jumps. So it was pretty crazy. So yeah, those those bands back in that day. Are, what about you, Philip? Pretty nuts. Lint biscuit. Lint biscuit. Really? So, well, it's kind of cool. So my dad actually. I like my dad went to high school with Fred Durst. They're you know he's from Gaston County, where I'm from in North Carolina. Oh, and, uh, yeah, they were best friends like growing up through high school and stuff. So when I was like five or six, they were like blowing up. So my mom has pictures of me going to like Lip Biscuit back in like mid late nineties with my dad. You know, so they were a huge influence to me. And then I remember like when I got older, I started listening to him for about the wings of a butterfly. And uh, <laughs> that was like one of the coolest albums. You know, I was a huge Viva La Bam fan. And that's yeah, where I remember that music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. And, uh, oh, Son oh, of man. a bitch, dude. Damn it, why is it doing Welcome that? my children. I <laughs> I know why it's doing it. I'll fix it. DJ Moose Snuckle. DJ Moose in the house. Man. <laughs> and another influence is like, hell yeah, Mudvayne. Okay. Uh, 
Vinnie Paul was a huge part of my life. I won't get into that here, but he was a really good friend of mine and one of the most honest, greatest people I've ever met uh, in my life and got the honor to know and and grow with. It was it was awesome. Great people. All right. You need to remind them while I've seen something so difficult to keep. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's get uh, it's like this motherfucker is okay. best. We're gonna let like that thing roll for a second. Make sure I'm just down. No, we're talking about influences, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's just put it in perspective. I'll be 43 in May. Wow. I'm a fucking old. <laughs> I'm fucking old. That's okay. I'm just so, kidding, dude. I'm right with you almost. Uh, right about the time MTV was coming out, and they were actually playing fucking music. And not a bunch of teen mom bullshit. No, 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 uh, no shade on the people on that show, but you get my point, you know, that's not music television. Uh, so anyway, um, I remember uh, the music video, too, in particular, was Poison's Talk Dirty to Me. Okay. And that what is what jump-started my fascination with guitars because of C.C. DeVille. He had them Crazy Cup, D.C. Riches, The Mockingbird, The Warlock, Seafoam Green shit. It was wild. And uh, then I saw the music video one from Metallica. And that is what fired up the, the, the desire to want to play music and perform. So... I don't know. It probably all kicked off. I was about eight, nine years old. And like I said, I'm 43 now, dude. And I mean, I'm still chasing the dream, dude. I probably will until my hands, as long as my hands will allow it. Right. Uh, so I would say uh, growing up, um, I remember listening to Pantera and Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. And my dad had a Mustang 5, 5.0 Fox body. And he'd be, we grew up in the farm, farm town. So he'd be hauling ass down the dirt roads, blaring, you know, Pantera and Ted Nugent. So I'd probably say those two were probably my biggest influences into like, you know, the metal or the rock. And then uh, the countryside, Garth Brooks. Uh, I grew up on Garth Brooks. So um, he was like, Lawrence, all that stuff. Right. So those were kind of my biggest uh, influences. Um, I tried out for band and um, I didn't have any you know, openings for drums at the time or the drum corps. Uh, so I had to play trombone and yeah, I didn't last. I got kicked out of band. So uh, my <laughs> musical career kind of ended at the trombone. So uh, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. What was the, the Pantera song that got you hooked? Yeah. Oh shit. What's the name of it? Um, oh. Is it hell? Uh, no. Hell. Uh, Damn it! You put me on the spot. Um, I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> my, mine was Cowboys from Hell. That was yeah, like, Cowboys from Hell. That's the one. Yeah. And that shit blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I knew it was. It was Hell something, but yeah, that, that Cowboys from Hell. He would like literally as loud as his speakers would go. He would have that, and then Cat Scratch mm-hmm. Fever from Ted Nugent. Those were his two jams. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and what was? I mean, this is back when you could. It wasn't child abuse to do stupid stuff with your kids. But, uh, <laughs> we had. Um, you know, obviously a dirt road and, you know, there was an intersection and he used to call it shoot the moon. And, uh, you know, the four ways, you know, met and there was a hill. 
So he would shut his lights off at the middle of the night. And obviously, if there's cars coming, you would see their headlights. And he would just hit this hill probably at 50. And I remember being in the trunk and just flying. You know, <laughs> I thought it was the coolest coolest shit at the time. But yeah, now I'd probably be child abuse. But <laughs> yeah, at that time, it was a fun time. So, um, so we do have a question from Justin. Uh, most memorable gig and why? Oh, Dang. Okay. Well, well, let's go first. I think my most memorable gig was when I was with the previous band, uh, Star City Meltdown. We opened for Skid Row in Duluth, Georgia at Wild Bills. That was probably one of the craziest shows that I ever got to play. There was about five, I think it's 5,500 people there. Oh, wow. And uh, man, it was so awesome just to be in front. Of, that was the biggest crowd I was in front of at the time. And uh, through my music career, and it, I really enjoyed every minute of it because when you when you're on that stage and you're in front of that many people, I mean, you could be anyone, and you can command that crowd to do anything, and they'll do it. I mean, it is crazy. I mean, I, I felt like I could just walk across their heads, and they would they would have been cool with it. Be like, All right. So yeah, they just held me up. You know, <laughs> I mean, um, the second the second I got two. That was the first one. The second one was when I opened for Freeman Hanley whenever they had Lollipop that come out. We opened for those dudes um, in Johnson City. And I crowd surfed 465 people's capacity. And I and they was one in, one out. Like, they wouldn't even let anybody in until somebody left. So, they was people standing room only outside trying to get in. And uh, I crowd surfed from the, from the front of the stage all the way to the back. Never missed a beat with these people. Kept singing the song like, I bet you my balls got touched a million times. <laughs> and I was just, I loved every minute. I didn't care if it was dudes or chicks at the time. I was like, man, just give me back on the stage. You know, I don't give a shit. I was like, let me get back up here. But it was really cool just to have that experience of, of doing that. So there's, that's my two favorites. Uh, I would say, oh, God. I would say my, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick two. The first one would be uh, we open for Hawthorne Heights. Uh, okay. That was very nostalgic, you know, because I grew up in that era. You know, right, I, I'm, I'm only 29, you know, so and getting to open up for them. I actually got a, a hoodie that says I used to listen to Hawthorne Heights in high school and everybody gets a kick out of it, man. Uh, it was it was really cool to just more nostalgic than anything. You know, it's a little 120 person venue called The Hideaway in Johnson City. Perfect for that type type of, you know, uh, music. And I'd say the other one would be our very first show. We opened up for Lacey Sturm uh, from Flyleaf. She wasn't in Flyleaf at the time, but that was really cool because I was a big Flyleaf fan. So I, I would say those would be my two. Okay. Uh, as far as me, uh, I'd say my most memorable one was with a, a group I was with probably six years ago called Promise the World. Um, mm -hmm. Just, you know, just a, a local band, but we did a EP release party and we had a Super Bob actually open up for us at Capone's in Johnson City, Tennessee. And uh, honestly, we we packed the building. It was, I think, it could, what's the capacity? 465, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's up enough for 400. And uh, we packed that bitch to the back wall. And honestly, just looking out there and seeing that many people with... Uh, our name on their shirts was just kind of like a surreal moment, I guess, for someone, you know, that didn't, wasn't raised in, in the, uh, the music environment, you know, it was okay. just kind of like, I'm the only person in my family that took off with this shit. 
everybody else just kind of does their own thing. So, you know, to kind of basically come from being that dorky-ass kid, you know, playing a broomstick in front of an MTV music video <laughs> to actually, like, you know, turning it into something and seeing that was probably, like, my most you know, memorable moment. I mean, I still play the air guitar, so... All right, so back in 2016, I was working uh, and I was down at Carolina Rebellion in Charlotte, North Carolina with uh, Hell Yeah. And uh, we went out there. It was like one of my very, like one of the first big festivals I've been to. There was like 30, 40,000 people standing out in front of the stage and uh that night it was just really cool to be up there on that stage but then that night benny was like such a great guy he would always cook out for all the bands at the end of the night you know and so we're standing backstage or back at the bus and there's just this huge cookout going there's and then there's guys from avatar i met nikki six for the first time that night and uh i was getting ready to go to europe for the first time on a tour with another band i was working with and I was in a circle at the end of the night, and they were telling me all about Europe. And it was Nikki Six, DJ Ashba, Kyle Sanders, Vinnie Paul, and Chad Gray. And they were just all telling me about Europe and how how cool it is. And uh, that was probably one of my most memorable moments. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good uh, circle right there. I was about to say, you kind of damn dude. my ass, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I feel pretty shitty about mine now. Right, like yeah, I hung out with this guy and this guy, and yeah, I you know. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. we were Super Bob was playing Capone's that night. Yeah, and I came over. I remember that. Yeah, we went over and hung out and talked. I'm just kidding, man. I had to get something to drink. I'm never. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the most recent memorable kind of funny story. So it was Kraken Fest. Uh, I did an interview with the Dev and um, Felicity. Uh, so they were playing at Kraken uh, uh, Fest with the U's, Amberlin, uh, and several oh, other bands. Um, so I was backstage and I was hanging out with werewolves and, and the dev, you know, they got their little dressing room and, you know, they got drinks and everything else in there. So we're just sitting there bullshitting around and uh, Nikolai from the dev is like, Hey, go see if, uh, go see if, um, you know, Bert will come over and I'm already pretty feeling pretty good. So I was like, whatever, you know, and they got the names on the trailer. So, you know, who, whose trailers who, so I literally just go knock on the door and open the door. I'm like, Bert. And he looks at me and he's like, essentially like, who the hell are you? Because um, he's never seen me in his life. And I'm like, hey, you know, this so-and-so wants to meet you. And he looks at me like with the biggest douche remark, like I'm warming up. I was like, yeah. oh. it's like, I was like, all right, sorry. <laughs> like he, you could just tell in his face, he was so annoyed that I opened the door and he was warming up. So that's oh, my man. recent story. But uh man. Most memorable as a kid. So my first concert was Corn and Rob Zombie. Oh, wow. And just the, the bass of, you know, the songs. Um, I, can, I can remember reverbing in my body. <laughs> and then uh, the next concert, and don't ask me why my, my mother took me to some of these shows as, you know, a 12-year-old. You know, 
Uh, and the next one was Kiss. And the only thing I can remember from Kiss is women taking their titties out and, and showing everybody and a bunch of like the whole place smelling like pot. That's all I remember. So. <laughs> that sounds about right. So that's about the only thing I remember of that show. So <laughs> yeah, good old Kiss, man. All right. So we're about uh, 36 minutes in. I don't want to take too much of your time, so we'll wrap it up here shortly. Um, So a couple questions. Uh, If you weren't playing music, uh, what career path would you have chosen? Oh, God. Uh, I'd I'd have been a stripper. Whatever, you know. (laughs) I'd say for me, just because that's what I do now, I would – I'd probably – work with kids and like intellectually and physically disabled uh, individuals. I've done that for a while. I'm actually a youth counselor at the YMCA uh, in my hometown. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I know how to deal with those individuals. You know, I don't, you know, it's just something that I'm passionate about. I've got an aunt that's like that and I know how it is. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand like it's, it really pisses me off, man, because we'll go out in public and people just stare. And it's like, have you never seen somebody with Down syndrome? Have you never seen somebody that's autistic? Like, what are you looking at? Like, right. why, you, know, you know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm kind of passionate about that. So I would say I'd say it's probably what I would do. OK, I mean, that's that's an awesome answer. Yeah. Yeah, man. What you got? Uh, mine's probably not that good. <laughs> um, if I had to really uh, bring it down to my two passions if uh, i wasn't pursuing this to this level then i would definitely be i'm a gearhead man okay uh my dad was an engineer for pratt and whitney built jet engines drag bikes and cars oh very very nice i got i got some toys of my own you know when it comes to cars and bikes and um you know if i wasn't putting so much of my time and effort into music, then it would definitely be within the motorsports realm of some sort. I just, that's mechanics is something I excel in. But uh, I definitely get more pleasure out of playing music and performing. All right. I could agree with that. I'm not talented enough to break down a bike or anything, but I enjoy riding them. So there you go. Yeah. I heard that, man. Me too. But you, I, I kind of retired from music in like 2016, um, kind of came off the road. I've done it my whole life, you know, my adult life from the time I was 18, uh, just tour after tour. I'd be gone like eight months out of the year. And uh, so I took the time off and then me and my wife had a baby and I uh, started my own business. So, I, you know, I do that now, landscaping, remodels and building. I mean, it's kind of what I know. I can build stuff and give it my hands. But you, um, if if I wasn't playing, is that the question? If I wasn't playing music, what would I be doing? Yep. Um, well, I have a couple of different options that I that I do now that I enjoy. And, um, one of those is, is I have what's called an addiction uh, treatment center that um, that I'm a co-owner in a, a couple of them. And uh, you know, I help I help people try to get their lives back on track using buprenorphine products. Um, and things of that nature, it's like people who, who get all on opiates that we're really trying to get off of them. They come and see us and we, we try to help them. Um, the ones that can't afford rehab or, or whatever, or whatnot. Um, and that's, that's really rewarding to me because like when you see somebody get their life back together, that's really cool. It's almost like writing a hit song in that aspect in, in the music business, because you see how it 
impacts people's lives. And it's right. no different in that aspect. Whenever I see something impacts their life and them get their kids back, whether it's DCS or, you know, whether they get, you know, their license back, they can drive or whatnot. Um, it's really cool and rewarding to see that. So I would probably stick with what I'm doing. Um, cause I, I feel that that's, that's really my, my, my calling is to do that and to play music in at the same, same rate. But if I didn't do the music thing, I would still do that. So. And I mean, that has to be very re rewarding because you see essentially the lowest of the low and you Absolutely. see, them build their, you know, build their, their life back up. Man, so I, I've seen people come into my clinics that, that haven't had one thing going for them. I mean, they're at the bottom of their, their life, their barrel, you could say. And you know, within a short amount of time, they've either got their kids, you know, they get their kids back, they get their license back, they get a job, they they start supporting themselves, they get off the stuff that was causing them to go to, you know, to jail or or whatnot, and then they stay on this routine and they feel like they get the they get the feeling of what normal feels like again. Um, and it's awesome to see that because like some of these people are are some of my closer friends now that I've helped through, you know, and they've talked to me like if they've had a rough day or whatever. And it, it's, it's awesome to see that it is very rewarding um, for me, for me, for especially to see that. So. All right. Yeah. Some great answers in there for sure. All right. So that's going to about wrap it up. We are 45 minutes in. I know you guys are extremely busy. You have a life and everything else going on. Uh, so tell me. appreciate you doing this. Yeah. This is awesome. And thanks for waiting on us. Yeah. Oh, sorry for all the technical difficulties that we've had too. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's the music business. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Have us back, dude. We'll do this anytime. We yep. love doing stuff like this. You know, we, it, it helps you. helps us. Right. You, you um, anytime, man. One of us will do So I'll keep an eye out on the tour um, that you guys are coming up uh, here shortly. Yeah. If you have a stop down here, I have everything. Um, I can take everything with me. Uh, mm -hmm. So I got cases, pop it in the case and, and we can do it right there. Awesome, so, um, so let's, uh, for the listeners, uh, where can we find Lost in Silence? <laughs> yeah, right here, He's the business guy. guy. You want an endorsement? <laughs> this guy got it. So uh, you can hear us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube Music, uh, literally any digital platform we're on. And uh, again, SiriusXM Octane. Um, and as of today, uh, what is it? 101? It's up in Detroit. W R I F. And Detroit, Michigan just started uh, playing it too. You can go on there and vote. Okay. We're on there with uh, Miles Kennedy and Slash. Um, oh, sweet. So okay. Really cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. All right, folks. So you heard it here first. That's where you can find Lost in Silence. It's been a pleasure having you on the Sloppy Syndicate show, and we will have you on another time. Anytime you guys want to come on, just let us know, and we will get that squared away. Um, so thanks again, folks, for joining the Sloppy Syndicate. Uh, if you are watching live, I appreciate it. If you're watching in the future, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, and you can find the podcast on all major streaming platforms. And we are out, and we will see you next time. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Peace.